Hello, welcome to Truck Stop Murder and True Crime Podcast. I be Gary Howard. And if you're a return listener, thank you for coming back. And if you're a new listener, let me tell you a little bit about what I do. I'm a truck driver for Prima Express, and I drive all over the United States. And during this time, I have to take my 10-hour breaks or 30-hour breaks at different truck stops. But mainly my 10-hour break like I am right now. And then I'll find a crime around that truck stop. Maybe a murder or crime, mainly murders. But that's why I have truck stop murder and true crime. But lately I've just been doing murder. So if that's what you're like and interested in and or just a truck driver or traveling and want to know something about this truck stops I stay at, well then here you go. Also, I do find a famous or popular person nearby, which I have not done the last two episodes. I brain freeze and I forgot to do so. Last two episodes, uh, if you listen, was with my friend over at Malice Podcast, Ariel Cooksey, which, to my pleasure, she's going to be a regular monthly. Every month, you'll get to hear her beautiful voice in a monthly moment of Malice, unless things change. I don't know, but as for now, it's a go. But this episode is going to be a little bit different than I normally do it. Normally I've been doing it as I go. So where I stop at in a row. So if I go California, then Utah, then as I travel. So you can map out all the different locations I stopped at. But today I'm changing it up a little bit because I have a special guest that's going to be on my episode pretty soon that we've been trying. I'm going to wait until it happens before I mention who this individual is. But you will be happy to hear who it is. He's a very well-known podcaster, loved by many, sells out arenas, not arenas, but <laughs> clubs everywhere. So I'm looking, we've been having a lot of technical issues and whatnot. So that episode is going to be this week, but because I cannot, because my headphone came out, sorry, but because that didn't happen, I had to improvise and I did this one. Which is an exciting case. None of them are exciting, but interesting one that I found. So the truck stop I'm talking about today is actually where I'm at right now. I'm currently in Boron, California at the Pilot Travel Center. And this is uh, it was a 3.8 stars. You Normally, when I do these episodes, I've already been there and I left. But this is where I'm at today, recording on the 27th of November. 2020 i'm at the pilot truck stop in baran california i picked up a load out by um by bakersfield not too far from there but this truck stop right here is on us 395 and us 58 but you have to be careful because the 58 is a new road they built so when i was following my gps it's my i've ran Minali gps it hasn't updated yet so it keeps having me drive crazy places. But as long as if you're going to Bakersfield from um, Barstow, just stay on the path if you're going away. Don't If you have GPS, don't follow it. But this is right off there on the old 58, I guess. But it's a 3.8 review. 146 people reviewed this. As, right now, there's a lot of spots. I just looked out. There's plenty of places to park. If not, there's an open field across the street. Or Lowe's down the road. If there's nothing here and that field is packed, 
Then just go Love's down the street. Of course, Barstow not too far from here either. Diesel is three nineteen a gallon. Def is two twenty ninety nine. There's fifty spots here. Seven showers. I mean, it's a decent truck stop. I don't mind it. They have beer here if you're thirsty and a truck driver and want to knock some dust off your shoes and have a drink. They have some beer here. So, but if you're hungry and you want some food, inside the store they have a Subway and then their regular food. Not really like a Flying J. They don't have nothing hot I I seen if they did. But they have a Cinnabon in there. So if you want some cinnamon rolls, but they have the regular truck stop food there. Then across the street, there's the Roadhouse Restaurant, 3.5 stars. Wheats, there's a discount for truck drivers. This is a traditional American food. Then, of course, I said the pilot. Then Burger King right next to it, which I ate today. Now, it says Astro Burger, but I didn't see where that test is. 0.1 miles. Four, maybe. I should look that up. But, that's if you're hungry, get some beer, get some food, and there you go. Now, let's see what people think about this place the reviews all this information I'm getting is from truckers path by the way also what I've seen I the uh, wife my signal is not very good on my phone so I'm using my phone right now on truckers path to look up the information on this truck stop so I had a pause for a second because my the reviews wasn't coming up but here's the reviews of this. It's a 3.8 star. Like I said, the food is 5.5 Subway. Parking is 4. Showers is 5. That's the review. So I've been looking through the reviews, and majority of them are pretty happy about this place. A lot, nothing. There's a couple two stars. For some of the four stars, I don't make no sense. But here you go. As two star. Oh, my God. They're playing Christmas music already. Yep, and this was twenty a month ago, so hell, far from Thanksgiving. There's a and the one guy gave a four star view. There's a dirt lot parking right across. There is a dirt lot parking right across from Pilot. Okay, and yep, they sell beer until two o'clock in the morning. Another two star review, five star, five star, three star. If you're east, take the Burn Avenue exit and left. On 20 Mule Team Road, this is last chance to get to probably cost three. Oh, he was talking about the road being closed, but gave it a three star for that. I saw one. You'll spend forever to get out of here. Three star. The traffic light is just terrible. When I pulled up, it was just a blinking red. So I don't know. What he maybe it was different back then. And then lots of spots. So not really bad reviews at this place, you know. Here, good stop usually full, but the restaurant across the street, it way across the way, is pretty good. A bit pricey, but drivers get 15% discount and free drink. With, with I'm trying to, can't talk today. Actually, I haven't been able to talk the whole month for some reason. Let's start again. Three star. Good stop, usually full, but the restaurant across the way is pretty good, a bit pricey, but drivers driver get 15% discount and free drink. Check them out if you have the time. Maybe because I'm having trouble trying to pronounce because the way they're saying these places. 
way they're talking, they kind of like caveman, me like that, they have good price, hmm, go down the way, <laughs> but, alright then, so like I said, this case right here is a little bit different than I normally do, normally I do cases that's around the truck stop, but today, I heard this case on one of the podcasts I listened to, I believe it was Today in True Crime, or cup of murder if either one of them i don't remember but they're both excellent podcasts that they talk about what happened that day in true crime and murder and check them out but what i found was over here in iran they're talking about mohammed bajay in iran or you come the hyenas with him as co-partner or the Pem vampire of tehran desert but before I go to the story, I, again, I almost passed up the famous person. Like I have been. At least I remember this time. Her name is Jeannie Crane, who's an American actress. Or Janine Elizabeth Crane. She was born May 25th, 1925 in Barstow, California. I'm not in Barstow, but I couldn't find nobody in this town of Moran where I was at. She died December 14, 2000. And three of age of 78. So she was act actress from up to 75. Jeannie Elizabeth, like I said, the date was an American actress whose career spanned from 1943 to 1975. She received an Oscar nomination for Best Actress in the 1949 film Pinky, in which she played the leading role. She was also noted for her ability in ice skating. So, let's see what movies she was in. She was like she, pretty long career, 43, 50, almost 30 years, I believe, 43, 53, 60, yeah. 30-year career, so people liked her. Let's see. Go through some of her movies. The gang's all here, home in Indiana. In the meantime, darling, Wing Victory, State Fair, those are some... And then her find those bunch of them between there. Nothing I really noticed. Madison Avenue, Guns of Timberland, Invasion 1700, Skyjacked, The Night God Screamed. That was 71. Her last film was Skyjacked in 1972. A lot of TV shows. First one. And here's Star Stage. Star Stage is the name of the movie. The. Ford Television Theater, Playhouse 90, Switch Playhouse. Her last one was Owen Marshall's Counselor at Law. Did some radio performances as well. But that's my actors. My popular, famous person. I'm going to try to keep up with that. Like I said, I know my last couple episodes I failed to do so, but I think it was just so much excitement having somebody with me and get to talk to somebody. I just forgot. So, okay, back to the case, what I was talking about in Iran, Tehran, Iran. And from March of, to September, a lot of people was reporting about their kids was missing, their sons and whatnot. And they were going to the police and telling them about it. But because this place was in a poor area south of Tehran, the police really did not really focus on them or followed up too much on that. Now, they've always, during this all, they, a lot of people even told them, my son was last seen by this person, this person, this, 
and they all worked at this brick making place that was there which the individuals we're about to talk to also worked there with a friend but the person of interest here is Muhammad Bijad and a little bit about Muhammad Muhammad Bajay I think that's Bajay known as Bajay which there's different saying his name was B-A-S-G-E-E -E, Bajay known as Bajay was born in a crowded family. He had six brothers and six half brothers. When he was when he was four years old, his mother died of cancer. His father was a merchant who married immediately after the death of Bajay's mother. Bajay Muhammad never remembered his mom, but said that his father was a barbaric person who beat him and chained his legs during childhood kept him hostage and during this time his stepmom also beat him and his father forced him to abandon school to start working so he was 11 when he came to I'm gonna butcher this name Kat Yunadab Kanabdab C-H-A-T-U-N-A-B-D AD. Some of these words I try to find production guides for, but they're just running me all over the place. I need to find a good production guide. Production. As you can see, I could barely talk myself, so I definitely need it. A guide to learn how to say these words a lot better. But yeah, that's when he worked at Kun Kut Anabdad, where his family, where he began working at a furnace. Around this time, he was raped many times as a kid, which... He, during this time, he actually came across an accomplice, a friend that he had befriended while he was working there, Ali Golampor, Golampor, where he was an accomplice, where he worked with. And him, too, also grew up around a troubled family and raped a lot by different men and different... It just They did not have a good life. But I really did not find too much about his how he grew up. Because, of course, it's Iran, and they didn't have really much. If they did have news, I've seen a lot, but it was in their language, so I couldn't read it. And the things I did find in English was mainly focusing on the aftermath of all this, which I'm going to get to, and it is a crazy one. But, yeah, there's not too much about him or his accomplice. But what is or what's about to happen? But, like I said, during 1975, 19, during... 2004, March 2, let me get the dates out so I make sure. So yeah, from March to September 2004, a lot of missing boys were coming up around this area, around Tehran, Iran, in a small town of Tehran. And so I got the name. But we'll get to the name in a little bit. Can't, I'm in, looking through my notes. Can't find it. But, and the, the name that I probably cannot pronounce. But a lot of boys were missing. They were bringing it up to the police and the local officials that was there, but they never would follow up. As a matter of fact, this individual was actually in jail for a while, but I have no re no information what he was. There's not really much information, but the reason why I'm covering this is the way you could look at how people get executed and United States and it's talking about cruel and unusual punishment 
what I'm about to tell you what happened to this guy is insane what happened. I can't believe something like this actually happened. But yeah, all these boys were missing. Finally, come to you know, they finally realized that it was this person that did it. So they quickly arrested him and his accomplice Ali, where he started talking right away. He started confessing to all the crimes and whatnot. They actually had two trials for this. The reason why they had two trials first, they were convicting both the you know individuals at the same time but it was uh, the judicial system's totally different over their court but they finally had to stop because the people the victims family members kept trying to charge him and attack him from there they're throwing chairs it became really chaotic in there especially since what they did i mean they were just so eventually they had a, a lot of i'm getting tongue-tied that's good again a lot of the victims' families was actually got a whole bunch of money together, was trying to get the judge to take their bribe so they could just give them, give us to him, give us to him. That don't make no fucking sense. Give us him for any price. You name the price, and we want him. But they did not do that. So that's when they the crowds just started getting crazy and started throwing chairs around. They finally had to bring them to somewhere safe. And right after that, that's when they had to go with the second trial where they did not allow nobody in. Especially since during the trial, he was actually confessing it all. So while he was confessing about what he did to all these individuals, of course, all these parents was getting very mad and wanted to kill him. They want, they were trying to kill him with their own hands. They have no weapons. They just wanted to, yeah. So on the second trial, what happened was the Mr. on the accomplice, Mr. Ali, he actually, I don't know if it was a plea deal or what, but they did not, actually, they did not find him on the 16 charges. He murdered almost 20, but he had confessed to 16 of them. But, Mr. Ali, I'm guessing, like I said, there's not really much, but I wanted to talk about how they do things in Iran. He was acquitted on the murders, but he was involved because what they would do is, this is how they'll get, they find out how they got these boys out in the desert. They would get these range from 9 to about 14 they will go to their, like different low areas low area incomes and tell them hey we'll go out to desert and we'll dig up some rabbits we'll stick up some foxes and they'll trick them that way then when they get them out there they take a big rock and hit them in the head or some kind of po poison them somehow and then that's when they'll rape them kill them and beat them so and that's how they got them out now What's said is Ali did not want to do that, but Muhammad really convinced him to do so. So, but during the trial, he was acquitted of all the murders, but was convicted of taking part of some of the kidnappings, in which he did confess to the kidnappings and aiding him. So, he was, be gone with you, 15 years in prison. Oh, by the way, we're going to lash you 100 times too. Imagine that if you... Did a robbery in the United States. So 15 years of prison. But right after we lash you lash your ass. Give you 100 lashes. So back to Muhammad. But they got him on a murder. Because he confessed to all the murders. And all the kidnappers. There's no doubt. But this is when the story gets crazy. So they said. Alright then. On the murders of the 16 people. We give you a lot. We'll give you a death sentence. For each one, so death 
but like Ali, we're gonna, we're gonna beat you for a while too. Hundred lashes, and then you're gonna get executed. He didn't think that he should deserve the death penalty because he blamed his mitigation was that he grew up around a bad, you know, bad life and everything like that, and he was had some mental issues. His reason why he did this to all the boys was because growing up he was abusive. He got abused and was raped as a kid. So he was taken in his rebellious way, was taken, uh, I guess, though, taken away their childhood too. So if he couldn't have a childhood, he didn't think anybody could have a childhood. So the Iranian serial killer who murdered at least 20, you know, he was, they brought him to the Tehran Desert. Matter of fact, this is also what they did because of the brutality. They actually bring him to the town where it happened in Pangad the town of Pagdash was where a lot of the, the children came up missing where the were well also a lot of these people that he got was also Afghan P kids. So where he was pretty kinda of, I think he kinda of messed up well he messed up all around. But if he would because he they he picked Kurds, which was kinda of like no one liked the Kurds. They was going through that I don't know if you remember the whole Iraqi war, nobody really liked the Kurds, so they really not was paying attention to them, I think what it was. And a lot of the Afghans that was coming over Iran illegally, their kids, but they didn't want to report their children because they didn't want to get deported back to Afghanistan. But some of the people who was, but like I said, it was a poor town, Pagadash, P-A-K-D-A-S-H, and the police was not really focusing on it. They get blowing it off and whatnot. But if they would listen to him, they, this probably would have stopped. So, the Muhammad 24, the like I said, terrain desert vampire, was they put him on a like a big pole, like a metal pole, and all the members of the council took turns beating him. Now, while this was going on, they actually had to have a barbed wire fence around because these families was trying their best to get at him, you know, barbed wire. And while it's going on, they're all throwing rocks at him calling them names and different things like that. And one individual, one of the brothers of the one of the victims actually made it through and stabbed them in the back before they were able to get him. But he made it through. So, and, it, and here's where you think it already the execution took place in Pagdash, south of Tehran, where, like I said, the years-long killing spree took place. They brought out one of the mothers of the the victims, the mother, to put the noose around his head, because his his death was by hanging. Be gone with you, hanging, beating. So, and did they pull a door underneath him? No. How did they hang him? Well, that noose was attached to a crane, where they lifted him up 30 meters, so no 10 meters, about 30 feet off the ground, where he slowly hung he, he choked to death there was no break because a lot of time well all the time the method of hanging somebody is you want to snap the neck so it's a quick death but with muhammad what they did was they hung him with the knife and then lifted him up 30 feet with a crane where he choked to death where people were screaming out their loved one's name talk calling him different names where he stayed up there for 20 minutes until they finally brought him down and dead. So, does not survive. Like I said, hanging by a crane, a common form of execution in Iran, does not evolve a swift death, death 
as Kadempur's neck is not broken. But during the t I forgot to say during the time, he did not. He fell a couple times during the beating, but he did not scream. So he collapsed a few times during the punishment, although he remained calm and silent. And by the way, there's five thousand people showed up for this, so they were. And while the beating was going on, so he's just back to the beating. Spectators held back by barbed wire. About 100 police officers chanted harder, harder as the judicial officers took turns flogging Muhammad bareback. They took his shirt off, nothing but skin. And of course, the, he was stabbed by a 17-year-old brother of the victim, Rahim Yanusi, was reported before hanging. And then officials invited the mother of Milad Kania to put the blue nylon around his neck. So, you think crimes are harsh? They're harsh in Iraq, in the United States, and cruel and unusable punishment. This guy was he he confessed to all the murders. Which yeah, he but brung to the location of where the crimes took place, right in front of everybody, like a public viewing of him getting beaten a hundred times and then executed and let one of the victim's mother put a noose around his neck while he's not just dropped through a, a trap door but slowly hung so but that's not what that that is not where it ends there because a lot of people think that this could have been avoided if the police would have done their job if they would have Listen to a lot of people reporting their kids missing, but like I said, even in the United States, and with the, even with the everything going on right now, if there's no money in that neighborhood, the police are more or less likely to go there and help somebody. Now, if it's a rich area, you can look through these lines if you want to, but I'm not going to go there. But if if it's a rich neighborhood, the police are right there before the phone hangs up. But if it's like a poor neighborhood, ghetto, you know, lower income, they're more or less likely to go there as quick. They'll get there in the community. And then there's no difference in Turin. They weren't. But the difference after this all this happened, you had an inquest about it. See what, what was going on. Why was this man not copied? So a senior judicial officer said, here Sunday investigation of charges of D. I can't. I'm going to mess up this word. De-relegation de of duty. Declaration of, I'm been a long day today, so excuse me if I butcher somebody's word. They were not doing their job against seven police officers related to the tragic death case of serial killers. And they were not happy about that. So that is still going on. The head of Iran military courts told reporters that the two police men failed to identify Iran's most ruthless assassins, Mohammed Bashli, a.k.a. Well, I'm not going to say They keep repeating it. And Ali Golmab... Yeah, I could not find... I looked this in our name. I tried to look at production guide. I could not find it. Ali Golampor, which I didn't... He should, If he survived the Iran prison, he, should, he would be out of jail right now. Who raped, killed more... Than 20 people, mostly children. He did kill two adults. So, there you go. That's how they take care of business in Iraq, Iran. Like I said, I cannot find 
much about it. But back to, like I said, the judicial further said that the two policemen had also ignored calls by the local people to inspect one of the murder sites. So they knew, they saw the sites, but they would not go. He said that the two are now in custody awaiting trial. They also said five more police officers have been arrested and charged for derailing the investigation by refusing to identify the murders earlier in Tehran's police bureau of this investigation. These five officers are now in custody and their dozers have been completed and will be referred to a military court on Monday. So they, they, they're looking at everybody. And during this case, they actually also paid four of the victims' families because they had a choice what, what you want. This is something interesting. They asked them, what do you want? Do you want the murder or you want blood money? Which what the blood money is, is instead of saying, I want him dead, or want, I want, they say they want money. So the country actually paid four of them, of the families, blood money for compensation for their loss of their son. One other person tried to, wanted money, but because she was an Afghan refugee, I believe, they would not give her nothing. So, but these two monsters are off the, they're off the desert, and brutally one, actually one is out of, because this was, this happened in 2004, I think 2005, so 15 years. So if he survived the Iran prison, he should be getting out. He should be out this year, actually, if he lived and he get no more trouble. I tried to look that up, and but again, I can't find nothing. I found they really focused on the execution because it was just so crazy about how it happened. But if you liked that and thought that was interesting, this is the one for one of the times. Normally, I'm next week. I'm gonna go back to my normal where I'm gonna do a murder to happen around the truck stop. Sorry for all my mush mouth and staggering of the talking it's been a long day i tried to get this i have fun doing this hope you all like it and can deal with my stuttering <laughs> but if you do like that course always go to apple itunes rate review and subscribe which i have a few and i'm wanting to name their names out today for the, my newer ones but my signal is horrible out here i'm hoping i get to drop this episode i'm gonna try to figure out how to do that I don't have regular internet services. I depend on my hotspot on my phone, which is not working very well, or the truck stop in, in Wi-Fi that I use. But if you like that, go to there. Or and you, on Facebook, if you want to get join our group, Truck Stop Murder and True Crime Facebook, you could do that. I accept everybody. Instagram, Truck Stop Murder. And Twitter, Truck Murder. If you want to get a hold of me, call me a twat. Or whatever, go to Twitter at Gary051101, Instagram at Gary.Howard5, Facebook Gary Howard, or if you want to email me, truckstopmurder at gmail.com, which is also my if, if you want to support the show, get better equipment or whatever, or just throw me a couple bucks because I you enjoy what my little stories and enjoy what I do with my busy schedule you could do that also at paypal for a one-time payment whatever you want to give would be greatly appreciated or on patreon as low as a dollar a dollar a month will get you you know almost once this thing starts going 
I'm also going to start getting a schedule where you get early releases on that. $5, I'm going to start doing some bonus episodes. Of course, all these get a shout-out. And if you're at the $10 level, you could pick a, a case. Now, eventually, I'm going to add a, a, 50, a $20 one where actually you get a Zoom call from me. I haven't got that up yet, but and maybe we could actually do a little short episode that will be posted on everybody this here. So... If that's what you like. And don't forget, unless things change and Ariel don't want to do this no more, we're going to be doing a, a mid-month Malice. So also go check her out, Malice Podcast. You can find her everywhere you find me at in all podcast platforms. I listen to CastBox myself. So if thank you for listening to me. If you're a returning visit, listener, thank you. If you're new listener, I hope you return. Thank you, and like I always say, you can't fix stupid, but you can sure numb it with a 2x4. Sorry, awesome. Out. Thank uh-huh.